Fellas, what up? I am the Kamish, expressing with my full capabilities, and you're listening to episode two of the 2018 edition of the MFHT cast. First off, I want to quickly note that I was not pleased with the audio quality of the first episode that I recorded this year, so I'm trying something new this time, and I'm going to keep tinkering with the new Anchor.fm platform, learn as I go, and just see how it rolls out. So you guys are going to have to bear with me a little bit here. I uh, want to start out getting to some league business. Um, draft day is set for Tuesday, September 4th. We have bumped the start time back a half hour to 7.30 p.m. to accommodate soccer practice schedules for the coaches in our league. Draft should only take around two hours. Uh, so even for with the later start time, for those of us with uh, old man dad bedtimes, we, we should still be fine. Uh, we're still working on finding a central location for those of us that want to meet up, and uh, we'll keep you posted on that. So currently, we have 11 guys signed up for the league. We still need, want to recruit one more, ideally, uh, so that we can play our head-to-head format. If you know of someone that wants to get in or have someone on deck, please let me know ASAP, and I will get that person the link. At present, I don't yet have the cash league buy-in set up, but I'm still planning to do that. And I'm thinking that we'll do what we did last year, which I think was like a $25 buy-in with most of the winnings going to first place, some to second, and then third place getting their buy-in back. Um, and if you have thoughts or ideas on how to split that up, let me know. I'm definitely open to doing it differently. Definitely open to suggestion uh, for this upcoming season. I do want to make note of a couple of rule changes that uh, myself and the Brain Trust have, have come up with um, that we want to let everyone know about. We are adding in a couple scoring categories that we have never used before. Rosters will still stay uh, exactly the same. So it'll be quarterback, two RBs, three wide receivers, a flex, and defense special teams, still no kickers, and then six bench spots, so 15 uh, roster positions total. Um, but a couple new rule changes that we want to let everyone know about, um, adding in a couple scoring categories. So first, for the first time ever, we are going to include points for return yardage in the kicking game, both kickoffs and punt returns. And that scoring will be 20 kick return yards will equal one fantasy point. So if you have a punt returner who breaks off uh, a really long run but gets tackled short of the end zone, you'll still get at least a few points for that play. Um, and in the past, those plays have not accounted for any points. Um, you, would only, you would only get points if the returner took it all the way to the house. And that seems like a bit of a miss in the sense that, you know, a 60-yard punt return that sets a team up to score a field goal or a touchdown is, is in fact a huge play in, in the midst of an NFL game. And we want to make sure that our scoring reflects that. And because we use a fractional scoring system, several shorter kick returns throughout the course of the game will also add up. And so we're doing this for a couple of reasons. Um, one is, as, as I mentioned, to reward those big plays that are meaningful within the context of, of the outcomes of the games that we're watching and also to put more players, um, you know, specifically some of these potentially marginal wide receivers or running backs into play for our roster. So it gives us a few more guys each week that we can consider playing um, that we wouldn't have otherwise considered. So uh, return yardage will now be 20 kick return yards will equal one fantasy point in our league. And we'll see how that goes. The second scoring change that we're putting into place um, which is somewhat minor, but I'm actually pretty excited about 
is we'll be awarding points for first down conversions. Running backs and wide receivers will each get a half a point per conversion and quarterbacks will get a quarter point per conversion. And the rationale here is really pretty straightforward. Plays that result in first downs are more valuable than those that don't. And we want that to be reflected in our scoring system. So for example, in our current scoring system, um, a five yard reception is worth one point. You get 0.5 for the reception, 0.5 for the yardage. In our new scoring system, a five-yard reception will still be worth one point on, say, third and six. You'd still get the one point there. Um, you still get the point, the half point for both the reception and the yardage. If, however, it's third and four, that five-yard reception will now be worth 1.5 points. You get points for the reception, points for the yardage, and half a point for keeping the chains moving. So, you know, one way to think about this is sort of like it's a, it's a value-added bonus. You know, a, a, a guy who is helping to keep the chains moving uh, or a play that helps keep the chains moving is really worth more than kind of a, you know, a worthless pass that doesn't, that doesn't do much. Um, and again, you know, pretty minor change, but I like that it's something that allows the scoring system in our fake football league to be more in line with what really matters um, in the context of the actual games. And, you know, as always, we'll just give it a try, see how it goes. If we like it, we'll keep it. If we don't, we'll scrap it. Um, we can always always change from year to year. So no big deal there. Um, let me know if you guys have questions about that or any other um, issues related to scoring, rosters, et cetera, before the league starts. I mean, other than those two changes, we're keeping things exactly the same as they've been. Half-point PPR, uh, bonuses for yardage for receiving receptions, um, bonuses for long plays, bonuses for long touchdowns. Uh, one thing I would highly recommend that everybody does is, is get in into the league settings and take a look at our scoring system before the draft. That can have a pretty significant impact on um, the type of players that you draft and how you prioritize players, just understanding the scoring system. I'm assuming everybody does at this point, but you know if you're new to the league or um, just want a refresher. It's, it's it's worth doing. All right. So shifting gears a bit. The other thing that I wanted to do with this second preseason pod here is talk about some of the resources that that I've become a big fan of over the years um, in terms of preseason research and in terms of in season research and just some of the things that I like to look at um, as I'm preparing for the draft and as I'm working on setting my roster every week. So. In lieu of talking about, you know, different players going into the draft, which I think is not um, a great value add in terms of what this podcast can do. I just want to share with you guys some of the some of the things that that I've come across over the years that I think are really worth taking a look at and um, kind of organizing your research around. So the first first and foremost is Roto World. Um, it's kind of the, the seminal uh, fantasy sports resource out there on the web. Um, they have a lot of free content. They also have a draft kit that's online for $20. Um, it's super thorough. Um, one of the nice things about, uh, you know, an online draft kit versus the old uh, hard copy magazines that we used to show up to the draft with is they update their content to reflect changes, um, injuries, you know, guys moving up and down the depth chart, things of that nature. Um, uh, who's playing well in preseason, et cetera. So, you know, if you're interested in dropping some coin, you know, it's not a lot, 20 bucks, uh, Roto World draft kit is good. One of the things that they have that's relevant for our league is suggested auction values for players, which, you know, I, 
I tend to think that suggested auction values for players are really just guidelines, um, not hard and fast. And one of the things that makes them tricky is that they don't really reflect, you know, the market in which these players are being auctioned off. You know, it's one thing to think about the broader marketplace. It's another thing to think about the 12 guys in our league and how we're going to value players differently. But nevertheless, uh, Roto World Draft Kit. And then during the season, I strongly recommend um, reading Evan Silva's matchup column, which comes out on Thursday. Evan Silva's the editor in chief for Roto World NFL. Um, if you're if you don't have a lot of time to dedicate to fantasy football, and look, we're all you know grown ass men with real responsibilities. So you know, only the truly sick among us, like me, spend hours on this shit every week. Um, if you if you don't have a lot of time and you only are going to be able to read or review one resource a week, Evan Silva's matchup column in rotoworld.com that comes out on Thursdays is the one you need to be reading. It is generally considered to be the single best, most comprehensive weekly resource on fantasy football that exists anywhere on the web. Um, the other one on, on Roto World that, that's worth checking out is the worksheet that comes out, I think, on Tuesdays. It's by a guy named Rich Rebar. Um, he's really good. The worksheet's really stat-heavy. It looks at different um, stats that you may want to consider for each upcoming game. Uh, and it's a really good one to check out if you're thinking about making waiver wire claims because I think it comes out in advance of when our waivers um, have to go in. So... Evan Silva, Rich Rebar, those guys are, are just the complete studs uh, of fantasy football. Um, so would highly recommend checking both of them out. If, like me, you're not opposed to spending a little bit of money on some of this stuff, I will also say the nice thing about both of those columns is they are both – neither one is behind a paywall. They're both free resources. Um, but if, like me, you are open to spending a little bit of money to do some research um, – Pro Football Focus has a $10 a month um, subscription to their their Edge content, they call it. And what I really like about the Pro Football Focus Edge is they do really in-depth work on wide receiver cornerback matchups. Um, so that is the kind of information that's potentially really valuable uh, if you're thinking about which guy to play in a flex or something along those lines. I mean, for the most part, you know, each of us is going to have four to six wide receivers on our roster and three to four of those guys are going to be really easy decisions to make every single week. Right. But it's those ones that are kind of at the bottom of the roster that, that we might have to think about a little bit more and having information about the matchup, um, who they're likely to, to see in coverage for most of the game can actually have a really significant impact on, on their fantasy outcome. Um, you know, given the stakes that we're playing for, probably not worth it to invest $10 a month. Um, but it is some pretty cool data. And if you're interested, you know, it's out there. I, I set up a subscription in the preseason. I'll probably cancel it within the next month. Um, but it's, it's so cool if you like to geek out on fantasy football data. In the realm of freely available content, I actually think Yahoo has some good stuff if you can kind of deal with scrolling through all of the, the visual stimulus that they put on a typical fantasy football site on Yahoo. Um, Brad Evans is a guy who's, you know, he's an old school guy. He's been around a while doing it for a long time. I think he's still pretty good. Um, one of the things that I like about him is that he is willing to 
kind of hang his balls out on on the picks that he likes and on the players that he likes from week to week. He's not afraid to be a little bit contrarian, and that's kind of cool. Um, they've also started a new podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but but I suspect it's pretty good. It's I, I think it's it's being pretty well well received on Twitter for whatever that's worth. So Brad Evans is a guy that's um, you know definitely worth your time. Yahoo has also recently hired another guy, young guy um, named Matt Harmon, who got his start with this fantasy football product called Reception Perception, which I think is kind of a stupid name. Um, and what this product does is it looks at the route trees that wide receivers run um, and their success rate at each different type of route that they run. And what's cool about it is, is that it gives you a chance to sort of think about how a guy will be used in the offense that he plays in and what that may mean in terms of his opportunity and efficiency during the course of a game in a season. Um, so he's really a, a, a wide receiver expert, essentially. Um, young dude, you know, probably early 20s, has a really cool personal backstory where he was like 350 pounds and got to work on getting himself in shape, getting his life in order. He's now super skinny, super fit, young, you know, freaking good-looking millennial hipster guy. Um, that knows a lot about wide receivers and his content is now free on Yahoo as well. So good for him for making it happen. He's a guy I want to support um, along these, uh, along these lines uh, while we're talking wide receivers, another great website to check out is called airyards.com. So air yards is, is a stat category that was created by this guy named Josh Hermsmeyer. Um, and what it looks at is, is it's a pass catching stack category that's defined by the total distance that both complete and complete passes travel downfield. So it looks at um, both pass completions and targets, how far downfield those, those, uh, those targets took place. And it's designed to provide insight into pass catchers opportunity and usage within an offense. And, the website airyards.com has a lot of free, uh, freely available data on it. It, it. They just kind of post it all online. Um, and it's, it's great to see from a standpoint of, you know, if a guy has a bad game, uh, particularly a wide receiver or, or a bad run, a bad three week run, are the opportunities still there? Um, you know, so Julio Jones, I think is a great example of where the air yard stats indicate that um, the opportunity within the offense is still there from him, for him, even though he was, you know, kind of disappointing from a fantasy standpoint last year in a lot of ways. So airyards.com, definitely worth checking out when you're thinking about wide receivers um, and tight ends. And they also look at, at running back receiving yardage as well, although, I, you know, we sort of know who is receiving volume and the type of routes that wide receivers run. So, or so, excuse me, running backs run. So it's really more for receivers and tight ends. Um, couple other quick resources that I'll mention. So neither of these may be appealing to anyone, but I'll advocate for them anyways. I actually think Twitter is a really great resource for fantasy football content and information. Um, I posted on our league message board uh, a recent article that a guy named Matt Friedman, who is the editor-in-chief for Fantasy Labs, uh, wrote about his... 25 favorite people to follow on Twitter. And if you're looking for fantasy football relevant information on Twitter, check out that link, check out those 
25 people that he listed. Some of them are focused on daily fantasy and you may not, um, you know, want to follow them. That's no worries. But a lot of them focus on fantasy football across the board. And, um, you know, a lot of really good and current information can be gleaned um, by curating a nice Twitter feed. So, you know, if, if you're into the social media thing, uh, I would highly recommend checking out that post that I put on the message board. The last resource that, that I'll note is uh, we're at the front end of right now, and that's preseason week three. So this is the week that starters will get the most run in preseason. Most teams will play their starters for a full half and maybe even a little bit after halftime uh, in, in week three of the preseason. And that will give us a little bit of insight into how teams are planning to deploy their starting personnel. Um, I know that there is a school of thought out there that says preseason doesn't matter. And, and it's, I think it's true that a lot of what happens in preseason doesn't matter, but some of it does. And one of the things that really matters in preseason and what we really care about is usage. And, you know, I get that none of us want to watch preseason football, but I do think it's helpful going into the draft, going into the fantasy season, having a sense of how guys are being used and how teams plan to um, run out their, their personnel when they're in three wide receiver sets, when they're in two tight end sets, how they're going to divvy up the running back carries, for example. Um, it's not great in terms of thinking about how teams are going to game plan. And it's not great in terms of thinking about, you know, unit performance, like, you know, is this defense good or not? But it, it, it can certainly help us get some insight into usage and opportunity, which I think is, is what really matters in preseason. Um, so with that in mind, I'm not going to advocate that you guys spend your weekend watching preseason football, but it is definitely worthwhile to check out some of the what we learned from preseason articles that will drop on Monday and Tuesday of, uh, of the following week. So Greg Rosenthal on NFL.com writes a really good article that has here, here are three things we learned from every single preseason game uh, or excuse me about each team, three things we learned about each team based on their last preseason game. That article is definitely worth reading. And the other one that I would really recommend reading is um, a guy named Adam Levitan, who's an analyst for DraftKings. Um, he does an amazing job recapping preseason usage. So you can find his work on, on the DraftKings site in their playbook section, which is their research and strategy section. Um, you can access that content even if you're not playing on the site. So you don't need to be a user. You don't need to have a login. You can just go to the DraftKings playbook, find Adam Levitan's preseason articles. They're really, he's really sharp. They're, they're very well worth reading. Um, and we'll give you a sense of how teams are planning on using some of their players going into the season. Um, so, all right, that's everything I have for today. I'm hoping to get in one more of these pre-draft pods out, hopefully next week. Um, I am also working on another podcast project that I will hope to have some information for you guys about soon, but it's, it's a little too early to, um, to really share because I think plans are a bit, um, a bit up in the air yet, but, but I'm excited about it. And I hope to have some info on that for you guys soon. So, um, drafts Tuesday, September 4th, keep in mind, you don't need to be there in person. You do need to be there online. That's a big deal for our league. And again, let me know if you have somebody on deck that would like to play in our league because we do need a 12th guy. So, all right. Uh, wish you guys all the best. Looking forward to the season. Cheers, fellas.